0: Around the room. Miss Potosa told us a little about who she was. It was boring stuff about where she originally came from and how she always wanted to teach. And she left her job on Wall Street about six years ago to pursue her dream and teach kids. She ended by asking if anyone had any questions and Julian raised his hand. Yes, she had to look at the list to remember his name. Julian, that's cool about how you're pursuing your dream, he said. Thank you. You're welcome, he smiled proudly. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little about yourself, Julian? Actually, here's what I want everyone to do. Think of two things you want other people to know about you. Actually, wait a minute. How many of you came from the Beecher Lower School? About half the kids raised their hands. Okay, so a few of you already know each other, but the rest of you, I guess, are new to the school, right? Okay, so everyone think of two things you want other people to know about you. And if they know some of the other kids, try to think of things they don't already know about you. Okay, okay. So let's start with Julian and we'll go around the room. Julian scrunched up his face and started tapping his forehead like he was thinking really hard. Okay, whenever you're ready, Miss Petosa said. Okay, so number one is that. Do me a favor and start with your names, okay? Miss Petosa interrupted. It'll help me remember everyone. Oh, okay. So my name is Julian and the number one thing I'd like to tell everyone about myself is that I just got Battleground Mystic for my Wii and it's totally awesome. And the number two thing is that we got a ping pong table this summer. Very nice, I love ping pong, said Miss Potosa. Does anyone have any questions for Julian? Is Battleground Mystic multiplayer or one player, said the kid named Miles. Not those kinds of questions, guys, said Miss Petosa. Okay, so how about you? She pointed to Charlotte, probably because her desk was closest to the front. Oh, sure. Charlotte didn't hesitate for even a second, like she knew exactly what she wanted to say. My name is Charlotte. I have two sisters, and we just got a new puppy named Suki in July. We got her from an animal shelter, and she's so, so cute. That's great, Charlotte. Thank you, said Miss Petosa. Okay, then. Who's next? Lamb to the slaughter. Like a lamb to the slaughter, something that you say about someone who goes somewhere calmly, not knowing that something unpleasant is going to happen to them. I googled it last night. That's what I was thinking when Miss Potosa called my name and suddenly it was my turn to talk. My name is August, I said, and yeah, I kind of mumbled it. What? said someone. Can you speak up, honey? said Miss Potosa. My name is August, I said louder, forcing myself to look up. I, um have a sister named Via and a dog named Daisy, and um, that's it. Wonderful, said Miss Pitosa. Anyone have questions for August? No one said anything. Okay, you're next, said Miss Pitosa to Jack. Wait, I have a question for August, said Julian, raising his hand. Why do you have that tiny braid in the back of your hair? Is that like a Padawan thing? Yeah, I shrugged, nodded. What's a Padawan thing? said Miss Potosa, smiling at me. It's from Star Wars, answered Julian. A Padawan is a Jedi apprentice. Oh, interesting, answered Miss Potosa, looking at me. So are you into Star Wars, August? I guess, I nodded, not looking up because I really wanted what I really wanted was to just slide under the desk. Who's your favorite character? Julian asked. I started thinking maybe he wasn't so bad. Jango Fett. What about Darth Sidious? He said. Do you like him? Okay, guys, you can talk about Star Wars stuff at recess, said Miss Petosa cheerfully. but let's keep going. We haven't heard from you yet, she said to Jack. Now it was Jack's turn to talk, but I admit I didn't hear a word he said. Maybe no one got to the Darth Sidious thing, and maybe Julian didn't mean anything at all, but in Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Darth Sidious face gets burned by Sith lightning and becomes totally deformed. His skin gets all shriveled up and his whole face just kind of melts. I peeked at Julian and he was looking at me. Yeah, he knew what he was saying. Choose kind. There was a lot of shuffling around when the bell rang and everyone got up to leave. I checked my schedule and it said my next class was English, room 321. I didn't stop to see if anyone else from my homeroom was going my way. I just zoomed out of the class and down the hall and sat down as far from the front as possible. The teacher, a really tall man with a yellow beard, was writing on the chalkboard. Kids came in laughing and talking in little groups, but I didn't look up. Basically, the same thing that happened in homeroom happened again. No one sat next to me except for Jack, who was joking around with some kids who weren't in our homeroom. I could tell Jack was the kind of kid other kids like. He had a lot of friends. He made people laugh. When the second bell rang, everyone got quiet and the teacher turned around and faced us. He said his name was Mr. Brownie, and then he started talking about what we would be doing this semester. At a certain point, somewhere between a wrinkle in time and Sea, he noticed me, but kept right on talking. I was mostly doodling in my notebook while he talked But every once in a while, I would sneak a a look at the other kids. Charlotte was in this class. So were Julian and Henry. Miles wasn't. Mr. Brownie had written on the chalkboard in big block letters. P-R-E-C-E-P-T. Okay, everybody, write this down at the very top of the very first page in your English notebook. As we did what he told us, he said, okay, so who can tell me what a precept is? Does anyone know? No one raised their hands. Mr. Brownie smiled, nodded, and turned around to write on the chalkboard again. Precepts equals rules about really important things. Like a motto, someone called out. Like a motto, said Mr. Brownie nodding as he continued writing on the board. Like a famous quote, like a line from a fortune cookie any saying or ground rule that can motivate you. Basically, a precept is anything that helps guide us when making decisions about really important things. He wrote all that on the chalkboard and then turned around and faced us. So what are some really important things, he asked us. A few kids raised their hands, and as he pointed at them, they gave their answers, which he wrote on the chalkboard in really, really sloppy handwriting. Rules, schoolwork, homework. What else, he said, as he wrote, not even turning around. Just call things out. He wrote everything everyone called out. Family, parents, pets. One girl called out, the environment. The environment, he wrote on the chalkboard, and added, our world. Sharks, because they eat dead things in the ocean, said one of the boys, a kid named Reed. And Mr. Brownie wrote down, sharks. Bees, seatbelts, recycling, friends, Okay, said Mr. Brownie, writing all those things down. He turned around when he finished writing to face us again, but no one's name—no named the most important thing of all. We all looked at him out of ideas. God, said one kid, and I could tell that even though Mr. Brownie wrote God down, that wasn't the answer he was looking for. Without saying anything else, he wrote down who we are. Who we are, he said, underlining each word as he said it. Who we are, us, right? What kind of people are we? What kind of person are you? Isn't that the most important thing of all? Isn't that the kind of question we should be asking ourselves all the time? What kind of person am I? Did anyone happen to notice the plague next to the door of the school? Plaque, I'm sorry. Did anyone happen to notice the plaque next to the door of the school? Anyone read what it says? Anyone? He looked around, but no one knew the answer. It says, Know thyself, he said, smiling and nodding, and learning who you are is what you're here to do. I thought we were here to learn English, Jack cracked, which made everyone laugh. Oh yeah, that too, Mr. Brownie answered, which I thought was very cool of him. He turned around and wrote in a big, huge block letters that spread all the way across the chalkboard. Mr. Brownie's September Preset. When given the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind. Okay, so everybody, he said, facing us again, I want you to start a brand new section in your notebooks and call it Mr. Brownie's precepts. He kept talking as we did, which he kept talking as we did, what he was telling us to do, but put today's date at the very top of the first page. And from now on, at the beginning of every month, I'm going to write a new Mr. Brownie precept on the chalkboard and you're gonna write it down in your notebook. Then we're going to discuss what that precept means. And at the end of the month, you're going to write an essay about it, about what it means to you. So by the end of the year, you'll all have your own list of precepts to take away with you. Over the summer, I ask all my students to come up with their very own personal precept. Write it on a postcard and mail it to me from wherever you go on your summer vacation. People really do that, said one girl whose name I didn't know. Oh, yeah, he, said, he answered. People really do that. I've had students send me new presets years after they've graduated from the school. Actually, it's pretty amazing. He paused and stroked his head, his beard. But anyway, next summer seems like a long way off. I know, he joked, which made us laugh. So everybody relax a bit while I take attendance, and then we're finished with that. I'll start telling you when, and when we're finished with that, I'll start telling you about all the fun stuff we're going to be doing this year in English. He pointed to Jack when he said this, which was also funny, so we all laughed at that. As I wrote down Mr. Brownie's September precept, I suddenly realized that I was going to like school no matter what lunch via had warned me about lunch in middle school so i guess i should have known it would be hard i just hadn't expected it to be this hard basically all the kids from all the fifth grade classes poured into the cafeteria at the same time talking loudly and bumping into one another while they ran to different tables one of the lunchroom teachers said something about no seat saving allowed but i didn't know what she meant and maybe no one else did either, because just about everybody was saving seats for their friends. I tried to sit down at one table, but the kid in the next chair said, oh, sorry, but someone else is sitting here. So I moved to an empty table and just waited for everyone to finish stampeding and the lunchroom teacher to finish stampeding and the lunchroom teacher to tell us what to do next. As she started telling us the cafeteria rules, I looked around to see where Jack Will was sitting. But I didn't see him on my side of the room. Kids were still coming in as the teacher started calling the first few tables to get their trays and stand online at the counter. Julian, Henry, and Miles were sitting at a table toward the back of the room. Mom had packed me a cheese sandwich, graham crackers, and a juice box, so I didn't need to stand online when my table was called. Instead, I just concentrated on opening my backpack pulling out my lunch bag and slowly opening the aluminum foil wrapping of my sandwich. I could tell I was being stared at without even looking up. I knew that people were nudging each other, watching me out of the corner of their eyes. I thought I was used to those kinds of stares by now, but I guess I wasn't. There was one table of girls that I knew were whispering about me because they were talking behind their hands. Their eyes and whispers kept bouncing over to me. I hate the way I eat. I know how weird it looks. I had surgery to fix my cleft palate when I was a baby, and then a second left cleft surgery when I was four, but I still have a hole in the roof of my mouth, and even though I had jaw alignment surgery a few years ago, I have to chew in the front of my mouth. I didn't even realize how this looked until I was at a birthday party once, and one of the kids told the mom of the birthday birthday boy he didn't want to sit next to me because I was too messy with all the food crumbs shooting out of my mouth. I know the kid wasn't trying to be mean, but he got in big trouble later, and his mom called my mom that night to apologize. When I got home from the party, I went to the bathroom mirror and started eating a saltine cracker to see what I looked like when I was chewing. The kid was right. I eat like a tortoise. Have you ever seen a tortoise eating? Like some prehistoric swamp thing.